You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Brewers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ben Larson. You can find me on Twitter at Locked On Brewers. That's the podcast handle. Or at Cheesehead Talks with an S at the end. Cheesehead Talks. That is my personal Twitter account. Come follow. Try and post some content every day so you can kind of have an interesting tweet. Makes you go, hmm. Mostly I retweet other people that are interesting. <laughs> so that's uh, that's how I handle Twitter. But you know what? That's where you go, right? That's the source that's good. So at Lockdown Brewers at Cheesehead Talks or Facebook.com slash Lockdown Brewers. That's new. Facebook.com slash Lockdown Brewers. And continue to tell a friend about the podcast as we continue to grow. Only in our first month here with Lockdown Brewers. Uh, today's show, we've got Tuesday. So it's Tuesdays with Dr. Scott. Dr. Scott will be along. We'll talk a little analytics with Travis Shaw, Jesus Aguilar, and uh, also some of the Brewers pitching, and we'll sort of keep track of that and uh, and break it down sabermetrically. So that's coming up in a few minutes. Also on Thursday, Dario Melendez from Brewers Live will join us on the program. You see him on TV. I think you saw him on TV uh, late last night if you were staying up for the game. And he'll join us on Thursday to talk about his impressions with the Brewers here as well so far this year. So looking forward to that. I had a good poll question that I threw up yesterday kind of on a, a little bit of a whim. I just thought, well, how do other fans feel about this? Because it is, you know, it's late. 9-10 start on a weeknight. This is, a, I think we had this against the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim earlier in the year, but it happens, of course, every year, a West Coast trip, particularly during a weeknight. How do you handle it? What do you do? And so I threw up the poll. We can get in some of the comments a little bit more later, and you can still go vote on the poll. We've got over 1,000 votes, and uh, through most of the day today, you can vote on the poll. I think it'll close around uh, 3, 4 o'clock this afternoon. But I said, how do you handle a late West Coast game as a Brewers fan? Uh 29% of you said we look at the score in the morning. So forget about watching the game. I'll just wake up and look at the score. So you weren't happy this morning. Uh, 45% said fall asleep watching. I pretty much fall into that category. That's the majority of people. That, that got the most votes. 45% said fall asleep watching. 22% say stay up and forget tomorrow. Like they're troopers. They're warriors. They're going to stay up and watch the whole thing and suffer the consequences the next day. Uh, and 4% of people said other, because I wanted comments, because I know those aren't, aren't the only options, and got a lot of comments, including people who talked about, well, I'm I'm in Greece, or I'm in New Zealand. Well, that doesn't count, you know? I mean, it's kind of cool that you're paying attention to the brewers overseas, but it doesn't count for the purposes of the, the uh, poll question, because come on, that's an easy advantage. 
It's at 2 o'clock here in the afternoon. No big deal. Well, yeah. Okay. Whatever. Anyway, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk a little bit more about that later and read some of your comments because there are some good ones there. Uh, today's show brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. Three up, three down. All right, let's talk about the game last night. Brewers lose 2 nothing to the San Diego Padres. Uh, and there were some ups, most of them in a 2 nothing game, as you can imagine. Sometimes these things are predictable, right, with the pitching staff. Uh, so we'll start there. Up to Jolis Chassin. Right, We were a little concerned. So, so far, so good. How is he going to be coming back? He struggled a little with his control and command in the early innings. And then he got better in the fourth and fifth. He did give up a couple of hits there in the fifth, which forced Freddie Peralta into a bases-loaded jam with two outs, which he promptly got out of, which was great. Uh, so I'll get to Freddie Peralta as the second up. But again, Jolis, you know, I, I'll count part of his outing as an up. It's not 100% up. He wasn't dominant by any means. But, you know, he gives up the, the two runs, four and two-thirds, six hits. He did strike out seven. He walked three. But again, as Craig Council said last night, his last 50 pitches were pretty good. And there's an encouraging sign. That, that I'm kind of getting tired of saying and talking about encouraging signs of the Brewers starters. I really hope that at some point really soon we start to see all of those encouraging signs pay off with Chassin, with Jimmy Nelson, even with Chase Anderson, who is kind of up and down. And some will, some won't. I get that. But, uh, you know, this is, I think, a good spot to build off of for Jolie Chassin, who, of course, had the blow-up outing and then went on the I.L. And he comes back and keeps the Brewers, obviously, in the game. And you look for him to get in a rhythm now his next time out and, and give you six innings. I mean, Woodruff, Davies, Chassin, you, you got to expect six innings out of the guys. You're not going to always get that, but... Most of the time you should, and that's where the category that Jolie Chassin should fall into for the Brewers. Uh, the second up, Freddie Peralta, as I mentioned, coming in, making a good pitch to get out of the bases loaded jam, keep the Brewers in the game. Uh, and then he goes two more innings and looked pretty good out of the bullpen. He got good Freddie. Is it every other appearance for Freddie Peralta? Is that kind of the pattern? I don't know, but he was pretty good. Uh, his fastball tied up the Padres a lot, only allowed one hit, and he struck out a pair, and he really gave the Brewers pitching staff some much-needed relief. They've had several short starts in a row now, and I'll talk about it in a, in a few minutes, but they got to get good starts now out of their two aces, quote-unquote two aces, coming up tonight and tomorrow night because uh, they're, they're going to get a little taxed if they don't. So Freddie Peralta, good Freddie, out of the bullpen. And what do you do with Freddie? I've, I've been in favor of sending him to AAA to work on that second and third pitch. Well, if he gets some work out of the bullpen, it's going to be inconsistent, but maybe they can do some side sessions and work on those pitches. I don't know, but... That's his role right now, and he did it well last night. So second up there. Third up, Jesus Aguilar. Uh, you know, look, took a walk, had a hit. In a 2 nothing game where the Brewers only have four hits and one for extra bases from their MVP, I'll take it. Uh, Aguilar, you know, pretty good at, at getting better is, I guess, what I'm trying to say. You can see that he's a little bit more locked in, that, you know, he did a nice job on that walk, I thought, to, to work the count and draw the walk. And then did a nice job. Uh, you got up in the count, but picked on a pitch, even though it was out of the strike zone, and hit a nice little uh, soft liner into right for a base hit, going the opposite way. Starting to get it together again. We've talked about it. We will continue to talk about it. It's a huge series and a big week for Jesus Aguilar. He's got to do it now. And so he, he <laughs> in what was a lackluster game, I'll count his uh, him as an up 
Uh, you know, behind Yelich, the only real up on offense, I guess. I mean, there are a couple other hits, but yeah. Uh, to the downs, Jolie Chassin, <laughs> right? Uh, rocky start. You can be both an up and a down. There's no rules in, in three up, three down, okay? So Jolie Chassin is one of the downs because he, he really got his pitch count up early. He got in jams. He obviously had some problems, had some hard hit balls. And so I guess the first three innings for Chassin, two innings especially, uh, are downs. And, you know, you don't know what to expect. It's not like he was on the DL for months. It was, it was, you know, a couple weeks and he comes back. So I didn't expect him to really struggle to get back into it. He did a little bit and drove his pitch count up. And therefore, you have a short start and tax the Brewers a little bit. So thank goodness for Freddie Peralta. But uh, Jolie Chassin, up and down start, right? <laughs> so second down, getting shut down. Uh, Lucchese was fantastic, the Padres pitcher. Sometimes it happens. You just get shut down. That's baseball. And it does happen. It happens to the best of teams where you just can't pick up the guy's pitch. The, he had that, that curve changeup uh, that the Brewers just could not deal with. And he was painting. I mean, some of those pitches were right on the corner and, and tough, tough pitching last night. Really good effort by Lucchese. Uh, was Stalin. Goes seven innings, three hits, no runs. You know, struck out five and walked three. He was really good, and the Brewers couldn't figure him out all night. And, again, that will happen uh, in baseball. Not too often to the Brewers, but it does happen. So I don't take much from it. I don't think, oh, my God, the offense is in trouble. No, not at all. I mean, it's just it's one of those nights. And you you run the risk of that every time out if a pitcher just has his stuff. And he did last night. He looks promising, but it's one game that he's a young pitcher for the Padres. And I was I know he, he was – you could tell he was really good when a guy like me watching the game gets super frustrated watching him pitch because he has that – weird windup, uh, just, you know, kind of herky-jerky and fires the ball, almost like a robot throwing the ball, and it started to really annoy me because the Brewers weren't hitting it at all. <laughs> so uh, the third down, I'll just pick on the Little League pop-up play. <laughs> it's like Little League pop-up or like the scene from Major League, you know, the movie in their opening game when the three guys converge on a pop-up and it drops harmlessly to the turf and it's a double and ugh. Some some weird breaks early in the game for the Brewers last night because it, Hernan Perez I think said after the game nobody saw that ball, not Braun, not Yelich, not Perez. They're both they're all looking up at the sky. It's a twilight play, you know, where you lose the ball in the sky. It happens, but it's just when you look at it as professional baseball players making millions of dollars trying to catch a pop up, it's not a good look. Even though it does happen from from time to time. The other one was the the ball that went off Chassin and then went off the umpire. It was going to be a double play in the first. And it would not it would have prevented the run from scoring, so the only run of the game, theoretically, would have been Machado's uh, home run to center. But, you know, you get some bad breaks. Ball goes off the umpire. If it had gone off the umpire without touching Chassin first, it would have been a dead ball. I have no idea why you can, you can hit a player, then hit an umpire, and not be ruled a dead ball. It seems like a dumb rule. So maybe the fourth down should be, that's a dumb rule. I don't know. But uh, Brewers got some tough breaks and couldn't overcome them, obviously, with the pitching of Lucchese. So that's three up, three down. Not a not a great game, obviously, but not one that I'm too worried about. Look, we'll talk about it again, but I am excited about – or excited may be too strong a word. I am depending <laughs> on, on the Brewers' two best pitchers to give the Brewers good performances here and get this road trip done at 500 by winning the final two games. There's an opportunity here to do that. You had an opportunity last night to maybe you know go in and, and make a positive statement in game one, and you couldn't get the bats going. But 
you know, it wasn't a, a total throwaway game, and your pitching staff got saved by Freddie Peralta a little bit. So you're still in good shape, and but you need good outings here, and you need the bats to come alive. Again, I'm not that worried about it. The bats have not been a big problem on this road trip, and uh, I think they just got shut down last night. Uh, by the way, a little note here, Brewers option Jacob Barnes to make room for Shasin. I, I, uh, they had made that move yesterday before, so if you didn't pick up on how they got Shasin back off the IL, that's how. And also... Uh, the the uh, All Star voting results came out uh, yesterday, or an update on them, and Yasmani Grandal's moved into third place. So props to Brewer fans who recognize that he should not be in fifth place, that he should move up to third. And again, the top three at every position go into a runoff on the twenty seventh. I think the twenty seventh, just in a, in not too long here. Uh, and so hey. <laughs> you know, that's a chance. If he if he gets in the top three, anything can happen. It's like a primary. It's like we're in Iowa and New Hampshire right now as far as the All-Star game voting is concerned. So uh, we'll get to that uh, a little bit more as the All-Star voting gets down to the wire. Uh, coming up next, Dr. Scott Borkenhagen, brewmaths.com. It's Tuesdays with Dr. Scott. You can always catch him on Twitter at brew underscore maths. We'll talk to him about uh, the Brewers and the pitching and uh, and what needs to happen with Jesus Aguilar and Travis Shaw. So looking forward to that. His conversation coming up next here on Lockdown Brewers. Remember to get this show every day. Subscribe to Lockdown Brewers on the new Himalaya podcast app. In an ever-expanding podcast world, you need Himalaya with their personally curated playlists and new features every day. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to Lockdown Brewers. Well, of course, as you know, it is Tuesday, and Tuesday means Tuesdays with Dr. Scott. Dr. Scott Borkenhagen joins us from brewmaths.com. Go check out the website, Brewer Saber Metrics. All the info there you ever wanted to know about the analytics and sabermetrics behind the Milwaukee Brewers. You can find him on Twitter with a lot of good tweets, at brew underscore maths. And uh, Dr. Scott, welcome back to the Lockdown Brewers podcast. I wanted to start by asking you, since we uh, had a lot of people comment on our poll question yesterday, when the Brewers play in a late-night West Coast game, how do you handle it? Do you stay up and watch the whole thing and suffer the next day? Do you take a nap? Do you fall asleep watching the game? Do you tape it? What do you do? I am a full-fledged night owl, and I'm not falling asleep before 2 a.m. on most nights, so I'm all in. You'd be crazy. You'd be crazy. (laughs) What time do you get up? Uh, it depends on the day, but you know, working the hours I have through residency and fellowship, I'm pretty flexible at this point. I'm used to 30 hour shifts and working overnight if I have to. So <laughs> your sleep gets all screwed up that way. You know, and it's a gentle reminder, ladies and gentlemen, that this, Scott, uh, Scott Borgenhagen, he is an actual doctor. That's why we call him Dr. Scott. <laughs> and my second brief comment to that, which I don't need a rebuttal because we've got to get into it here is. That's a ludicrous system, and I don't want doctors who've had no sleep in 48 hours putting their hands on me, but that's another topic. Anyway, um, let's talk about... Agreed. <laughs> okay, good. Let's talk about Alex Claudio. It's <laughs> a good transition. Uh, he uh, he has become the pitcher that Brewer fans hate, right? Because uh, he is he's seemingly on the wrong end all the time, particularly over the weekend in San Francisco. He allows a, a two-run home run to Yaz's grandson, Carl Yastemski's grandson, <laughs> and he gives up. Uh, even though he turned, he got a double playgrounder, he still allowed a run uh, uh, on Saturday that was key to the Brewers' loss. And he has a weird motion, and he's he throws slow, and bleh. that's that's the analytic ah! analysis, right? Is that how he? Yep. That's what you think that's- too. Right. That's the way. It, that's the way it kind of um, uh, sounds on Twitter. That's for sure. Yeah. So tell me, 
Uh, lefties have, have hit him higher than what we thought, especially since the beginning of May. But maybe it's you know it goes a little against analytics. In other words, there might be some abnormalities in here that that the balls aren't being hit as hard as you might think, and that maybe it'll even out. What do you think? Well, with Claudio, you know, if you're going to really start comparing apples to apples, and you want to look at how is he doing this year compared to other years, compared to uh, average, that's kind of a good place to start because if you get too lost in one individual metric or a group of numbers, it, it can be um, it can look pretty bad for him. Um, so let's take a statistic or a metric today that I don't think we've talked about before. It's called ERA+. Plus. The ERA+, plus is essentially the ERA, which is normalized to a league average, and then they try to factor external factors out, like park effect. And it comes up with, you come up with a number that where 100 is the average. So if a player has an ERA plus of 150, that means they're playing 50% better than the average pitcher or 50% better at preventing runs than the average pitcher. Um, so let's look at Claudio's ERA plus. In 2017, it was 193, which is really good. In 2018, it was 104. So he was just above league average. And then this year, it's 87, which means he's 13% worse than league average in run prevention this year. His career ERA plus is 135. So you can see there's a pretty big discrepancy in the 87 to 135 that we just kind of highlighted. So how do you tell how do you tell if a player is in decline versus just he's going to be have regression to the mean? Is it basically age and, and other factors like velocity and, and spin rate that he's still got it, so to speak? Yeah, and it's it gets tough with a pitcher like Claudio because his success is dependent as a finesse pitcher on everything coming together. And, you know, there's kind of an interesting stat. When he gets the batter to swing at the first pitch, uh, the OPS ends up being 1.087, which is really high, especially when you consider that Yelich had an OPS of 1.000 last year. So guys are really taking them to the woodshed when they swing at the first pitch. When they take the first pitch, the OPS ends up being 628. And this kind of suggests to me that, uh, you know, Claudio's effectiveness is completely within his ability to deceive. Um, and if he is not able to set guys up and sequence his pitches and place them, uh, he's going to get exposed. And so... You know, what's interesting, I think, too, and, and we'll move on to uh, some offensive players here in, in just a minute, but, you know, I saw, too, that, that his weighted on-base percentage or on-base average was uh, 100 points higher than his expected weighted on-base average, and he's only had six in the last uh, a month or so, I forgot the timeline, but six of 22 uh, batted balls in play have been hit hard. The other have been soft contact and 50% ground ball. So what all that tells me as a pretty much a novice to this is that he's going to start to get better results against lefties. Will it be good enough for, for Brewer fans to be happy? I don't know, but the, you'd think that it comes back and regresses to the mean a little bit, right? You would think over, over time as the sample size gets bigger and bigger, those numbers would start to approach each other. And if there's a huge you know 100-point discrepancy there, you would – Expect it to come down, yeah. Okay, I'm still all about, though, the Brewers going to get a lefty 
uh, at the trade deadline, just like, again, every other team in contention. But hopefully the Brewers can pull it off. We're talking with Dr. Scott Borgenhagen, uh, Brewer Analytics, Sabermetrics, BrewMaths.com, at Brew underscore Maths on Twitter. It's Tuesdays with Dr. Scott here on Lockdown Brewers. Let's talk about Jesus Aguilar, who, at least uh, on Sunday in San Francisco, hit a ball a mile that he should have hit a mile because that had not been happening when he get a fat pitch right down the middle. He was in such a slump that he was swinging and missing. Here's my question with Aguilar. You know, we know that he's probably underperforming what he can do. We know last year at this time he was way overperforming what he can do. The question I have, and I don't know the answer to this as much as I think I do with Shaw, is what is his expected performance? So based on his history, and it might be a little limited, Dr. Scott, but what do you think would be the numbers for Jesus Aguilar based on the sabermetrics of his career? For Aguilar, the way to kind of dive into this, it's tough to project anybody too far, and it's tough to read into the numbers too deeply. However, um, if we start to kind of look at where he's been through his career versus how he's doing now, um, it kind of can root us in where he might be going. That said, his OPS over his career is 806 in Milwaukee. Since he's been a brewer, it's 830. In 2019, it's 632. So he's really taken a dive this year. Um, But the good news is that over his last 21 plate appearances, uh, his batting average is 316 and his OPS is 907. So he seems to be on the rebound. Yeah, let's hope that that's the case because I think that's what the Brewers are really waiting for is to to see him be productive. And and again, when he can make solid contact on, on pitches that he should be making solid contact on, you'd think that's a good sign for him. And he's going to get a chance here this week. Uh, and really, when I say this week, I mean I really feel like he's got to come through now. It's kind of it's kind of do or die now. Uh, yeah, he's running out of time. Yeah, he's running out. Of, and contact is a great word to bring up. I'm glad you you did. Um, his plate discipline is a place we can kind of dig into and see why is he having the year he is. Technically, he's hitting the ball even more than he did last year when he swings at it. So I thought, well, this doesn't make much sense. The next level deeper is pitch value. And if we look at pitch value, um, it shows us that he's struggling with fastballs. What pitch value does is they break down how a player does with each pitch, the fastball, the change up the curve, whatever it may be. And it's broken down by the total runs they generate per pitch. Last year, uh, Zeus was hitting his weighted fastball score was 20.8, which is pretty high. This year, it's 1.3. The rest of the pitches he's swinging and hitting um, – He's doing it at about the same clip. Hmm. So for some reason, he's not hitting the fastball as good this year. All right. Well, we'll see if that gets better and uh, something to watch, certainly this week, as he gets more opportunities against lefties. Let's finish with Travis Shaw. Seems to be doing a little better. Uh, seems to be uh, much more himself since the call-up. He only has one home run, though, if, I, if I'm if uh, i remembering that right. And so what do you see with Travis Shaw and, and again, will we see basically the same old Travis Shaw as we go down the stretch here for the Brewers? Well, Travis Shaw seems to be on the mend, but what I would beg people to remember is that he hit 31 home runs in 2017 and 32 home runs last year. Um, So he's consistently very good, especially in terms of the power numbers. And so this year is surprising. Now he did have the wrist injury that I kind of thought was just an excuse to send him down. But the, the more I talk to people who are affiliated with the missions, the more it sounded like that wrist thing was real. So, you know, we could be seeing him healing right now. Uh, and that's what we're kind of all hoping for. Now, since coming back up, his OPS is 817. And if you compare that to his 
uh, career number, it's 810. Hmm. So he's actually perform outperforming his career number since he's come back up. And he's pretty close to his career average, which, you know, kind of suggests that there's validity to it. Now with Shaw, if we go kind of looking into the crystal ball, uh, there's troubling news, there's interesting news, and then we should finish with good news. <laughs> the troubling news is versus right-hand pitchers, uh, he's, his OPS this year was 676, or it has been, and the major league average is around 745 right now. So he's you know significantly below that. But if we look at how he has been against left-handed pitching, his OPS this year is 274, which is mm. awful. Now, the interesting news at home, uh, his OPS has been 471, and away it's 757. So everyone wants to anoint Miller Park as the hitter's park, and, and it is, you know, to a large degree. But he's not, um, you know, performing well in mm. Miller Park, yeah. and so we can't really, you know, chalk his success or lack of it up to that. Now, the, the good news uh, in all of this is that in if we look at his hard hit percentage or batted ball stats in 2017, he hit 37.1% of all of his hits. They were hard hit 39.8 was uh, the percentage he was at last year. And this year he's at 40%. So his hard hit percentage has uh, basically surfaced around what it's always been that since he's come back up and maybe healed, he's performing at kind of what we'd expect him to. Yeah. Small sample size still, but, but hopefully that continues and it'd be a great thing for the Brewers if it did, even though some fans think that uh, they need to cut him and just bring up Keston Hira. And then when Hira struggles, you know, same thing. So we'll bring see. Shaw back. I'm, look, I'm, I'm ripping on Brewer fans. It's kind of silly. I'm the same way. I mean, not entirely, but when Claudio comes in the game, yeah, I'm clutching my pearls. Okay? I mean, really. It just means you care, I think, when when (laughs) people react so emotionally, you know? Exactly. But I'm not that nervous about Shaw. I mean, I think he'll be good, and I I do generally trust the plan with Hira, and I trust Stearns that when he needs to make a move, he'll make a move. They're in first place. They're still doing well. Uh, The offense is still scoring runs. So, you know, let these guys figure it out, and and I kind of trust in the long run things things will work out. But I'm definitely an optimist uh all right uh dr scott thanks very much appreciate it uh we'll look forward to some late nights here and we'll talk again next week probably probably dive into lorenzo kane a little bit next week as one of our topics because of course he's a little off what he's been doing as well so thanks again and we'll talk to you soon thanks ben again you can find dr scott at brewmaths.com or on twitter at brew underscore maths worth the follow he throws up a lot of good relevant sabermetric stats about the brewers on twitter and always worth the follow so the brewers are now 40 and 32 half game up on the cubs in the division cubs were idle last night and tonight brandon woodruff as i mentioned need a good start uh need him to go deep six seven innings Need him to be an ace, right? He'll pay, take on Logan Allen, who's making his major league debut. And briefly, I've been burned so many times on this as a Brewer fan. Oh, good. You, you lick your chops. Here's a kid making his major league debut. They're going to jump all over him, and then he shuts you down. <laughs> right? How many times has that happened? So hopefully that's not the case tonight. Uh, Logan Allen's stats this year, I was looking him up from El Paso, AAA, 13 starts. He's got a 5, uh, or sorry, he's got a 5.15 earned run average. And so, you know, his whip is 1.439. He has not been that great at AAA. So, you know, you, 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 they find that encouraging, right? But sometimes these guys come up and 
the Brewers have never seen him before, and they just they don't know how to deal with him the first two times through the order because they've never seen his stuff, and then by the time they get to him, it's too late. So hopefully that's not the case. Woodruff pitches well, and the Brewers get to Logan Allen, who, again, has not been very remarkable, and he's making his major league debut, and uh, so we'll see. So <laughs> that's the story for tonight's game, and they need a good start out of Woodruff, and then they need a good start out of Zach Davies to try and get out of this road trip at 500 and 10 games over 500 coming into a nice long homestand. That is ideal. Uh, tomorrow on the show, we'll recap the game. We'll talk about Woodruff's start and uh, review where the Brewers are at as they head into the final game of the road trip. On Thursday, Dario Melendez from Brewers Live and the double team on the Big Ten 70 in Madison and 93-7 the game in Milwaukee. He's got an afternoon radio show. He'll join us and talk Brewers, so looking forward to that. You can always find us on Twitter at Cheesehead Talks with an S, at Cheesehead Talks with an S. The poll's still up. How do you handle West Coast baseball games as a Brewers fan? Go answer the poll. It's up till about 3 or 4 o'clock this afternoon, and we'll have final results tomorrow already over a thousand votes so it's been a pretty good poll uh so far and then at lockdown brewers i'm sorry at lockdown brewers is where you find the poll at cheesehead talks is my uh, personal twitter handle it's retweeted there as well so you can always go there too facebook.com slash lockdown brewers and go check out the podcast on all the major platforms rate and review and spread the word tell a friend about Lockdown Brewers. If you have a Brewer fan in your life and you want them to get their daily Brewers fix, Lockdown Brewers is the answer for them. So uh, go check it out. Tell them. Enjoy it. And let's grow this puppy. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can subscribe to this show on the new Himalaya Podcast app, as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Brewers. I'm Ben Larson. I'll talk to you tomorrow when we deliver your daily Brewers fix on Locked on Brewers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network.